Has it ever occurred to you just how incredible grapes are? Now think about it. That little box of raisins your mother packed in your lunch bag was the only fruit that qualified as a dessert. And consider this. When we hear juicy gossip, we say we heard it through the grapevine. We didn't hear it through the apple tree or the berry bush. Grapes are so darn special that the grocery store expects us to snitch a few to ensure quality control. Try doing that with a banana or a pineapple. Admit it, every encounter you've ever had with grapes has been positive. That's why we created Grape Encounters, a place for adults to hang out and focus on the paramount achievement of grapedom. Delicious, irresistible wine. Wine brings people together. It starts conversations. It makes us happy. In fact, wherever there are grapes, there's gorgeous scenery, very cool people, and plenty of laughter. All that being said, let's bring out your guide for this journey. The Wizard of Wine, the Gangster of Grape, David Wilson. It's time for your weekly Grape Encounter. And, you know, there is one thing I think I'm kind of guilty of. I often say that the guest that I have on is like my favorite guest. And because I have a lot of favorites, I got to be truthful about this. And I do say it, and I've had people say it to me, David, you always say so-and-so is your favorite guest, and then the other so-and-so comes on, and that's your favorite guest. Well, okay, so let's just say there's this tribe of guests, which, by the way, I've never had them all together at the same time, but I wish I could. And definitely in the tribe would be maybe my all-time favorite guest. She's up there, like... Top three, she's been on this show like a quadrillion times, and never, ever do we run out of things to talk about. It is Allison Jordan from the Wine Institute, and Allison, you know what? I forgot. I didn't even look at your title because every time you come on the show, the title gets longer, and I'm and you haven't been on for like a year, I think, so I'm guessing the title is now, what else could you do? So you're head of the sustainability program, right? What else Executive we got? Executive director of the California Sustainable Wine Growing Alliance, which is a nonprofit organization founded by Wine Institute and the California Association of Wine Grape Growers to promote sustainability from grapes to glass. And then I also serve as Vice President of Environmental Affairs for Wine Institute, which is the Public Policy Association for California Wineries. So I don't know if you're aware of this, Allison, but there's a the drought is continuing. And since you're in charge of environmental affairs, can you do something about that? Boy, I wish I could. I mean, I was really pleased to see the rain just yesterday. And we did have some early rainfall this year. So things are a little bit in better shape than before. But we're always thinking about wine and water. And it's cyclical droughts in California. So this is something, you know, water conservation, water use efficiency has been part of how we do business okay. really for decades uh, now. Okay, so I have to tell you something. And I need you to feel sorry for me, okay? I've been doing this show for 15 years, right? My show is, a this isn't the best word, but it's benign, okay? It's really hard to offend somebody when all you're doing is talking about wine and sometimes food and sometimes travel, but really, really happy things. You know, it's like babies and flowers and angels, this show is, you know? We don't get too heavy. Last week, Allison, I say one thing, one thing, and this guy writes me a letter and reams me by email. Email. I mean, I have never in my life, not even one time, not even from my father who hates me, have I 
ever gotten an email that was <laughs> awful. It was awful. But it has a lot to do with you, Allison. That's the thing. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It has a lot to do with you indirectly, of course. But I'm going to, I wasn't going to read the letter. I'm not going to read the letter. I'll read some little bits and pieces. Because some of it is just so caustic. It's like throwing bleach in your eyes. This guy was so mad at me. Anyway, and it was over something really silly. <laughs> I think it's just a misunderstanding. But anyway, Allison, I will say this, that the most controversy that I ever have on Grape Encounters is usually when you're on the show. And I know, look at that look. But it is. It's because we talk about things like global warming and conservation, sustainability. And some people just get unnerved about that, right? How do you deal with it? Because some people probably say, Allison, Jordan, you're a kook. Just because... <laughs> Well, don't they? No? No, I think we take a really <laughs> pragmatic approach to dealing with all kinds of environmental and social responsibility issues in the wine industry. And we have such a commitment to sustainability, this idea of growing the best quality grapes and making the highest quality wine possible while also protecting the environment and being a good employer, a good neighbor, um, and being able to pass on vibrant farms and businesses to future generations. So that's really the idea of sustainability. And you're always having to balance the three E's, the environment, economic considerations, and social equity considerations. But, but I mean, let's be let's be serious for a second. I mean, I know you're being serious, but we'll even be more serious for that matter. There are a lot of people that think that anything that has to do with the environment, you just say environment, they get all bristly, you know, they get all prickly. Like, you know, the, it's a big planet. I think what happens is people, they fly to go see their sick Aunt Sarah on the other side of the country, and they're flying and flying and flying, they're looking down, it's in the middle of the daytime, they see there's mostly wilderness in America, actually. It's strange, but it's true. And they go, the cities, they don't really take up that much space. So how could they, the world is mostly wilderness and oceans. So how can there be a problem? But there is a problem. And we've gotten, honestly, very good at dealing with it, I think. Yeah, I think, I mean, just the drought and some of the climate change impacts that we're seeing, I think, is making people realize that we do really need to care for our natural resources. And again, the wine industry is rooted in the ground, in the soil. That's where the grapes come from. And it really makes sense that we're taking care of those resources. You mentioned the drought and at the heart of our sustainability program are issues like reducing climate impact, addressing water use conservation, things like measuring, measuring to manage. So all of the growers and vintners that are certified to our California Sustainable Wine Growing Program are also measuring things like their greenhouse gas emissions, their water and energy use their applied nitrogen use, and they're always monitoring. So they're really walking the vineyards, they're monitoring the vines, they're looking for water stress, and really trying to be really targeted in how they manage their vineyards. There's something now what they would call precision agriculture. So it's really optimizing everything that you're doing, reducing inputs where you can, in many ways, being regenerative, getting back to the environment as well. You're kind of a scientist, I think. You got a little, <laughs> no, you do. I'm a social scientist. I will be honest. I am a social scientist, but yeah, you, get you a work little, with a no, lot honestly. of really highly technical people and scientists and of course, growers and vintners who are specialists in what they do. So you are one of the most adorable people I've ever known in my life. I told Jean Sullivan, who is never on the radio with me, but she's booked so many interviews. She's just this amazing PR person. But I told her, I said, I think Allison Jordan is the most delightful woman I know. I said that. Oh, just, I did. I said that today. I'm like, don't read into it. Okay. I'm happily single and I know you're happily married. But what I'm saying is you just got this wonderful personality, but I've known you for years now and you get a little, I'm going to say it, you get a little nerdier every year, just a little bit nerdier. <laughs> 
Well, I love nerds, so I Come take that on. as a compliment. Does your husband ever call you nerdy? <laughs> Um, well, I'm teaching at Sonoma State now, so he does often call me Professor Jordan, which is really uh, funny. <laughs> <laughs> I have my own personal professor now, I got to tell you. Her name is Graziana. I call her Professoressa. She's teaching me Italian because <laughs> <laughs> tell you what, where I live, ain't nobody speaking English here. It's just like an English desert. And I went to this event this last weekend and there were a bunch of English speaking people, but they were from Wales and Canada and UK and all these other places. But it's like, I needed an English fix. I just wanted to sit and record them so I could listen to their voices later on. Yeah, I can relate to that. Well, you know what the Italians do? And it's probably not just the Italians. They listen to my show, so I'm going to get in trouble for this. I'm not going to hold back. We'll all be in a conversation and there'll be some people, and they all speak pretty good English, you know, they're speaking good English. We're talking in English and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, they like melt into Italian. And then it's just Italian from then on out. And I'm sitting there, then I start doing a new thing. I do this. I twiddle my thumbs like this. And then finally, if they don't pay attention to me, I go, hey, English speaker here, okay? English speaker right here. English. English. <laughs> I don't know if they're talking about me or not, but I know enough Italian now to be very dangerous. I can relate to that for sure. (laughs) (laughs) We digress. Okay, we're going to take a break in just a second, but we have an annual event coming up. That's right. That's why we got you on. And by the way, everybody has been so fearful that I'm not going to talk about the rest of the world in California now that I'm in Italy, like I'm a traitor, like I've changed teams. Got news for you all. I'm half Italian. And so I've given way more than the other half to the USA. I'm just hanging out in Europe for a little while. But anyway, what's the event? Preview. Well, I'm glad you're still giving California some love. (laughs) Lots of love. But anyway, the event coming up is... It is the 11th anniversary of California Wines Down to Earth Month. There are over 30 events where wineries celebrate California's global leadership in sustainable wine growing. They have all kinds of special fun and educational activities. Okay, we're going to get into the details in just a second. We're talking to Allison Jordan. She's all things to all people at the Wine Institute, which is just this really heavyweight organization. If it wasn't for the Wine Institute, probably be making Kool-Aid in California. But anyway, we'll be back with Allison in just a second. Every time I visit Total Wine and More, something amazing seems to happen. On my last visit, I picked up this Cabernet at a totally low price, and it became my instant favorite. Well, until my next visit. Check out the mind-numbing selection of wine, beer, and spirits at TotalWine.com, where you'll find what you love and love what you find. Please drink responsibly. Be 21. You're listening to Grape Encounters with David Wilson. We offer something for everyone. Unfortunately, we're not allowed to offer free wine. That's what your friends are for. At MM Organics, we're surrounded by health nuts. That's because we're obsessed with lowering blood pressure, cholesterol, and the risk of cancer. We want to make weight loss easier and help you strengthen everything from your heart to your teeth, nails, and hair. Full disclosure, those health nuts are actually dry-farmed heirloom certified organic raw walnuts. Rich with essential vitamins and nutrients, they're vastly superior to other nuts. Imagine 
Walnuts can actually lower stress and boost your brain power. No wonder MM Organics customers are so darn smart. MMOrganics.com is where you'll find our uniquely irresistible raw walnuts, walnut butter, oil and flour, sprouted flavored walnuts, and decadent fair trade chocolate covered walnuts, which pair beautifully with our legendary two horse port style wine. MMOrganics.com. Eating any other nuts is just plain nuts. Okay, so of the thousands of people who appear, they don't actually appear, you hear them on this show. Of the thousands of people that we have interviewed in the last 15 years, my guest today has the longest title. And that's not the only thing that's amazing about her. She is Allison Jordan, Executive Director of the California Sustainable Wine Growing Alliance and Vice President of Environmental Affairs for the Wine Institute. <gasps> Allison, <laughs> I did in one breath. Has anybody, I, has anybody ever said it in one breath before? I think I just set a record. I think you're the first. I have a two-sided business card for this reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the title just goes to the edge and then just wraps around to the back of the card. That is a big title. But you know what? You've got a big job. That's the thing. And your job is pretty serious. I need to ask you this question because I don't think people realize the depth and breadth of what the wine industry is doing to really be friends of the planet. I'm going to tell you something. You know what? I referred to this letter and I am going to read a little bit of it. I think probably next segment. But this guy just like reamed me, Allison. And he said that the wine industry was basically sinister because it's destroying the planet because it's drinking up all the water. Did you know that? That all the water is being sucked up by wine drinkers and winemakers. And that's why there's no water. And that's why there's a drought because of the stupid wineries. True? I would just argue that there's so much that the wine industry is doing to conserve water and to be efficient water users to dry farm. Um, and actually, California leads the world in sustainable wine growing. We have 80% of California wines. That's 255 million cases being made in a certified California sustainable winery. And so really those wineries are definitely paying attention to water conservation. We have more than half of our acreage certified to California Sustainable or to one of the other certification programs in the state. And again, our acreage is over 600,000 acres. So more than half of them are certified sustainable. There's biodynamic and organic growers. And you just have to be paying attention to water if you're growing grapes in California. So I would argue that, yes, we use water as does making any product, be, being a human being, but we're very, very careful. And fortunately, it actually often leads to better quality when we're managing water so carefully. Not to mention the fact that what goes in must come out. <laughs> it goes into the system, it gets recycled, and that's that. Hopefully, that's the case. I was just joking, okay? But here's what I wonder, Allison. Every year, it seems, they say, oh, drought's continuing again. And then I read this article. I can't remember who it was. You probably know. But it's a pretty reliable source. And they said that we are now in the worst drought in, I think it was 2,500 years. And I didn't even know they invented the rain gauge until like maybe 200 years ago. But anyway, 2,500 years. Here's what I don't get. So help me with this. I First, I hear about the drought. And you usually hear about it around now or in the summertime. But then they harvest the grapes anywhere between as early as August all the way to the end of November, let's say, and sometimes even later. 
And then a little while later, the harvest statistics come out. This is what throws me, Alice. And I'm serious. The stats come out and they go, oh my gosh, it was a record year of production. But all summer long, you heard that they basically turned the spigot off. How is that possible? Why is it that we're using less and less and less and less water? And that is a fact. And they're putting in all these exotic drip systems so that they use just a fraction of the water that they used to use. But now they have this record production. That doesn't seem to wash. No pun intended. Well, there are so many factors that would probably take up the whole show into why that may be. But I will say that it, it is true that we're becoming more and more efficient. And so some of that is through technology, having better understanding of the water needs. I would also note that droughts are also very regional. So the amount of water that each of the regions in California gets, let alone microregions within those regions are very, very different. So, you know, if you could compare some of the different regions, obviously that, that it's not, it's not a one um, size story fits all. So that's the other piece of it, but certainly efficiency just in, continues to grow better information available, more technology, better management systems that help the wine growers and those who are the cellar workers and others be more efficient, mm-hmm. being able to reuse water. So we're able to basically take the water that's used in processing wine and clean it and treat it and then be able to use it again in vineyards or for other landscaping. There's clean in place technology where they can basically, again, using water again and again. So I think it's our approach to water that's improving and will continue to improve over time out of necessity. You know, what's really funny too, is that this person who wrote this nasty letter to me, they were talking about the Salinas Valley and they said that water's just dried up and it's all because of the wineries. It's the wine industry's fault. But I read an article last year and I did a little research. And this is something I found out. And this is really weird too when you think about it. Is that a good amount of that water ain't going to grapes. It's, uh, in fact, they just, like, somebody went down to the end of the hose and they turned the spigot right off. They said, grapes, no more water. And the grape people said, well, wait a second, we're grapes and grapes have a lot of juice. We need water for juice. And they said, nope, sorry, we're going to take your hose and we're going to drag it over here. And guess what's over there, Allison? Housing. No, almonds and <laughs> pistachios. Oh. And here's what I don't get. Almond is like as dry as it gets, okay? Although they do make almond milk, but... It's not really milk. And then pistachios are even drier than almonds, right? And so this massive amount of almonds and pistachios being grown. And actually, some of these companies that grow this, they have an interest in the underground aquifer, it turns out. And they own a big chunk and that water goes to them. It's not going to the grape people. Is that about right? I mean, we're not naming names here, okay? But <laughs> Yeah, I'm not as familiar with that region to be able to speak to it with authority, but I do know that almonds and pistachios and many of the other California ag sectors are increasingly using sustainable practices. So even there, I think you would find that um, there's more efficient and more water conservation happening. See, that's why I like you so much is that I gave you a chance <laughs> to blame it on somebody else and you into their defense. That's just the kind of person you are, Allison Jordan. You are a gem. Okay, so there's going to be a bunch of different stuff that goes on. This is going to be a special down-to-earth month because it's been a little more sparse the last couple of years because there's, I don't know if anybody 
caught this on the news. There was this virus. It's called COVID or something like that. And then all of the events that we normally do, we kind of had to wind them back a bit and do them virtually and stuff like that. People are going to actually get out this year, right, Allison? That's right. It's so exciting after having so many virtual events, which also are really spectacular because often you get to meet people that you wouldn't otherwise, the winemakers, people who have expertise in wine. So those have been really exciting and I can imagine those will continue. But this Down to Earth month, we have Earth Day hikes and events, vineyard tours, and all kinds of special offers that are available throughout the month of April. And you can find out about all of them at discovercaliforniawines.com. And is it true that you will be reenacting the famous Lucille Ball grape stomping episode from that classic episode (laughs) of her show? No? You know, we've talked about this for years and I still have yet to do it, but I'm going to try to do it this year. (laughs) You you know, there's a, I forget what's, it's in in Lucy's hometown back east. They uh, recently, a couple of years ago, they set the world record for the largest grape stomp in the world ever. And they beat out Spain. Spain had the record before. And then this little town that Lucy grew up in. But I'm super digressing now. We got to take a break. Allison Jordan's with me. She is the, and I'm going to do this again in one breath. She is the executive director of the California Sustainable Wine Growing Alliance and vice president of environmental affairs for the Wine Institute. And I snuck in a breath. I can't believe I did that. Sorry, Allison. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'm still impressed. Okay. Thanks a lot. We'll be back with more Grape Encounters right after this. Smoke from increasing wildfires is tainting wine grapes, and vineyard executives are looking for new ways to adapt. Pure Fresh Wines O3 technology helps vineyards overcome the problems caused by wildfire smoke by treating grapes pre-crush to improve fermentation and overall wine quality, as well as removing smoke taint. For the typical winery, saving a full harvest of grapes with Pure Fresh Wine costs only 10 cents per bottle. O3 technology has been approved by the FDA and USDA. It leaves no residue and uses no chemicals. It provides many benefits to wineries, including the removal of sulfur, pesticides, and fungicides pre-crush, the reduction of bad bacteria and mold issues, an improvement in roundness and fruit-forward palate notes, and so much more. Most importantly, it safely and naturally breaks down smoke taint molecules to save grapes from damage. Rescue your harvest from smoke taint. Visit purefreshwine.com today. When you discover a new favorite bottle of Chardonnay, sparkling wine, or artisan spirit at Total Wine & More, you'll discover a whole lot more. Like the friendly smile of an expert guide, ready to help you find that perfect bottle. And the confidence of knowing you just found something really special. Explore the wondrous selection and totally low prices at TotalWine.com, where you'll find what you love and love what you find. Please drink responsibly. Be 21. This edition of Grape Encounters is brought to you by Total Wine and More. When you discover a new favorite bottle of Chardonnay, sparkling wine, or craft spirit at Total Wine and More, you'll discover a whole lot more. Like the confidence of knowing you just found something really special. So explore the wondrous selection at TotalWine.com, where you'll find what you love and love what you find. Please drink responsibly. Be 21. You know, I, I'm here in Italy, 
And I gotta say, I do sometimes get a little homesick. I really do. Especially when everybody's talking Italian and I'm not. And that's when I get homesick. But I sure meet a lot of wonderful people here. But what makes me feel so good is when I get to talk to people back home that I really adore. And Allison Jordan, the Executive Director of the California Sustainable Wine Growing Alliance and Vice President of Environmental Affairs for the Wine Institute, is with me. And it's always a good time. I think this last couple of years, Allison, we've done more zooming together than than I could, could have possibly imagined but you know it's so true but you, you're a good little zoomer I'll tell you you, <laughs> you, <laughs> you you've done a bunch of them haven't you I have I feel like I spend a lot of hours of my day on Zoom. so <laughs> what's really fun is you, you could do this you just put on like a hand puppet you know and while you're talking to the person and you just go like this it comes up <laughs> <laughs> you just do things like that and it really messes with them even though it's radio but the thing that's so great is you're in italy and i'm in california and we're able to do this it's amazing yeah exactly and i'm really bummed because i i had a background all picked out for you it was this really cool wine cellar and it's for real and all this and anyway uh i don't know what i did with it it just kind of disappeared so instead you're seeing you know where i'm really at just a normal little place but pretty soon i'm moving into a palace and that's pretty good. When when you see me next time, I'll be holding a scepter. <laughs> no, it'll just be a microphone. Hey, do you see this? Can you see this? See this right here? Yeah. This is a brand that I'm I'm just doing some advising for them just because they're helping me get adjusted to Italy and I'm helping them, you know, get their wines out to America and beyond. It's called Hadrianum. And uh, they're making wine in terracotta amphoras that go back thousands of years. And they're making them exactly the same way. And what's really cool about it is they make the amphoras from clay that's right here in this region. I mean, talk about terroir, right? You're not mm. only picking the grapes here that reflect thousands of years of culture, but then you age them in terracotta pots that are made from earth right here in this area. That's really amazing. I think it's cool. That is amazing. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's t let's talk about take a second, Allison, and talk about this uh, letter for a second because I really want to set the record straight. And hopefully, this fellow who will remain nameless because I don't want to tick him off. Okay. Here's what he was mad about. He was mad because I was talking about vacationing in Eastern. Europe and how you don't really want to do that right now. And But do come to Europe. You know, there's lots of places that you can go and you've been waiting for a long time and it's safe. I'm here. It's, you know, it's cool. But I said something about, I, I just took a little stab at Putin. Okay. You know, whatever everybody else is. Right. And I just said, you know, Hey, if you're a Putin fan, you know, I really kind of don't want anything to do with you. It was a four second thing. That's all it took. And and he was all mad because he said he said that he wasn't a Putin supporter, but it's obvious that this was a veiled attack on somebody else. I'm not getting political. Forget about it. We're not. I'm not going down that rabbit hole. Okay. But then he just went on about the Taliban and Kim Jong Un and all of these. Like it was a whole page of going on about how I must be some screaming liberal or something. Oh, he called me a coffee shop liberal. I got news for you. I once was a spokesperson for Ronald Reagan, worked for conservatives. And now, guess what I am, Allison? 
You want to know my party affiliation? Yes. Nada. I belong to the Nada party. I know, mm. you know what? I'm not a joiner. And I'm not. I'm just happy, like, you know, if I see a cool Republican or a cool Democrat or a cool independent, I'll give them my vote. That's it. Anyway, here's what he says. He says, I've heard you make statements about climate change and that you just can't understand how people can deny it while your very livelihood is based on the most conspicuous of consumptions, drinking of wine. How dare you pontificate to us about anything, let alone climate change, while you promote an industry that wastes unmeasurable amounts of one of our most precious resources, water, you hypocrite. All caps, three exclamation points. Oh boy. Anyway, how much open land has been converted to vineyards? How many gallons of water are used in the production of one gallon of wine? One of our aquifers in Salinas Valley is depleted. Your wine producers will move someplace else. And what will I do? Hey, I'm not even halfway through the letter at that point. Okay, Allison? I read this and I'm not really trying to make fun of this person because obviously this person is really angry and decided to vent. And I got to imagine, Allison, that people that are going up the 101, let's say, from Los Angeles all the way as far north as you can go just about, and all you see is vineyards. And they stretch for miles. They go off, you know, five miles in either direction. So where is all that water coming from? And does this person actually have a reasonable beef? And how do things compare now versus five years ago, 10 years ago? And how many people are practicing sustainability versus when you started? Here, that was a lot of questions. Can you remember them? <laughs> um, I think I can try to remember the gist of them. That's and all you need is just the gist. <laughs> so I would start by saying, while you may see vineyards along corridors, it's still far less than one percent of our total acreage of the state. California is a very big and diverse state. Get and out so, of here! Wait, whoa, 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 that can't be possible. That can't be six, possible. 600,000 acres is what <laughs> is planted to vineyards. 1%. Less than 1%, far less. I wish I had known that the other night when I wrote this fella back. <laughs> I didn't even know that. 1%. But again, there is this huge, tremendous commitment to sustainable wine growing, which can include biodynamic, organic, regenerative, and it's Again, about protecting the environment, being a good neighbor and also employer, really important. And then being able to pass on a thriving farm to future generations. So yeah. one shorthand for sustainability is generational farming. So I disagree that wineries pick up and move if they run out of water. They are very much rooted where they are and are looking at how they can maintain the quality of the grapes and the wine while also ensuring a wonderful place for their families and their employees no. and for people to visit. No, no, so no, 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 no. The idea that we don't care is just absolutely not the case. And when you think about sustainability, it's this very comprehensive term. It means you're thinking about your water and energy use efficiency, responsible crop protection. Um, so things like healthy soils, what you do with your waste in terms of recycling and reusing, minimizing what you're using to begin with. You're protecting that broader ecosystem. You're thinking about your quality of life for neighbors and community. Again, this whole holistic, comprehensive way of growing grapes and making wine. And that is the true approach of the California wine industry. Well, I saw a winery, it was called the ABC Winery, and they had run out of water. In the middle of the night, they picked up their winery and they moved it about six miles down the road next to a winery that had a swimming pool. And within a week, the swimming pool was completely empty and they had sucked all the water out at their new winery, ABC2. That didn't really happen. But <laughs> so, I was I'm like, never heard of. Something. You know what? I had to I had to bail on that joke because you were you were getting like really serious looking. 
being like, oh my gosh, David, I didn't know that. You should have warned me that that was coming. (laughs) You know, what's really funny is if you talk to family winemakers, of which there are so many, they will tell you, they all will say the same thing. And I think they really mean it. It's like you have to pass this test before you can be a family winemaker. And that is that you have to commit yourself to the proposition that you are going to leave the land better than when you got it. That's what they all believe. That's what they believe. That is right. You know, water management is uh, certainly, it's a huge problem. But I'm going to tell you, I used to live up in a mountain community called Lake Arrowhead, way up in the San Bernardino Mountains. I lived there for 23 years. Beautiful alpine village, beautiful lake. And guess what? Every time it rained heavily, the lake would get full and all of this billions of gallons of water would flow out to the desert where there was absolutely nobody and evaporate. And we're now learning in California and I'm sure other states how to hang on to this water so that it doesn't just go off someplace where it serves no purpose. And that's part of the equation. It's huge. Yeah. There used to be a term wastewater. We now have tried to eliminate that from our lexicon. And it's basically one water. We're trying to figure out how do you, you reuse it as yeah. many times as you can. And the water that we do use is so incredibly clean. That's another amazing thing. And a lot of times people will say to me, they go, how come? And I'm not trying to make fun of or criticize European wines, but sometimes people will say, how come the European wines sometimes have a little funky flavor to them that we don't have in the American wines? And there's nothing wrong with that. I kind of actually like that. But it is because we are so sanitary in the U.S. and the cleansing practices are just astonishing. You go into a winery and it's the cleanest place on earth. You would probably rather have open heart surgery in there than in a hospital. That's how clean. <laughs> That's they job. are very clean. Very clean. Indeed. Okay. Allison, I got to take a break for a second. Oh, we should just sometime we'll call all the radio stations and say, Allison Jordan's going to be on. Can we just go in for three hours, please? And they'll say, well, yeah, if you can get like uh, Lady Gaga on there to support the show. Okay, Lady Gaga, we got Allison Jordan. Don't you know anything, people? She is the Lady Gaga of the wine industry. Allison Jordan is the executive director of the California Sustainable Wine Growing Alliance and vice president of environmental affairs for the Wine Institute. They shouldn't be having affairs at the Wine Institute, but, you know, that's their business. We'll be back with more Grape Encounters right after this. Something amazing happened to me the other day at Total Wine and More. I found my new favorite Cabernet Sauvignon at a totally low price. As soon as I picked it up, it felt like, aha, I knew it was the one. So go explore their wondrous selection and you'll feel it too. Because at Total Wine and More, you'll find what you love and love what you find. Download the Total Wine app or visit TotalWine.com. But please drink responsibly. Be 21. And we're back with Grape Encounters Radio, and I know what you're thinking. You know, David, you got almost all the way through the show. You promised there were going to be all these events you were going to talk about, but then you and Allison Jordan just, you know, flapping your jaws, and then you don't get to that important part, and that's the down-to-earth month. We always do do that, don't we, Allison? I mean, it's, sometimes we save the meat for the end. 
<laughs> you know, but anyway, it's like a teaser to get everyone to stay on and find out what's oh, happening. Yeah. There's not a single person that's given up on us just yet. Anyway, let's get into it. I'm turning it over to you so I can't be accused of not covering this topic. Allison Jordan, take it away. Thanks so much, David. <laughs> well, as I mentioned, there are all kinds of fun and educational activities happening during Down to Earth Month, and some of them include hikes, one of my actual favorite activities, but this time in sustainable vineyards and including wine tasting. Um, there are also Earth Month tours, so lots of great ways to see vineyards and wineries um, without having to walk, <laughs> and then also some fantastic passport weekends and other events. So maybe I'll start with the hikes, if that's okay. Sure. Take a hike, Allison. All right, I'll take a hike. So in a few weekends of April, Six Sigma Ranch and Winery up in Lake County, just one of the most beautiful properties I've ever been to, is having a, a guided hike. And you can really get a sense of all they're doing to conserve the land and use those sustainable practices. Um, if you're down in the Central Coast, Melville Vineyards and Winery, also several times throughout the month, will be hosting guided hikes. And they're in Lompoc. Um, we also have on Earth Day, April 22nd, which happens to be my birthday. Um, we have Charles. Oh, our you, oh, oh, wait a second. Everybody heard it, right? April 22nd. <laughs> um, you call me, I'll get you the address for where you can send the present. Okay, go on. <laughs> okay. So April 20. You, were, you, and I are, you and I are only born like a few days apart. Really? You're April no, 2? No, I'm May 1st. Oh, that's a great day. May day. That's only eight, eight, <laughs> only eight days difference. That's all. That's okay. Good. But anyway, so in Livermore, so just a really easy drive from the Bay Area in the Bay Area um, on April 22nd at the Charles R. Vineyard. And then Benziger Family Winery the day after on the 23rd also has guided high any time of the year, you can um, sign up for one of their their um, tram tours, which is a really fantastic way to learn about biodynamic and sustainable practices. But they're doing a guided hike, which their property is spectacular as well. And then in the beautiful Alexander Valley Vineyards um, in Hillsburg, all month you're you're able to sign up for guided hikes. Sure, a lot of hikes. If hike, <laughs> there's a lot of hikes. Hey, if you um, if you love California wine, take a hike. Okay. <laughs> That's all right. right. All right. What's next? And if hiking is not your thing, there are other great ways to do tours. Um, for instance, there's an electric bus estate tour at Ponte Winery in Temecula. I like it. Um, again, throughout the month at Captain Vineyards in Moraga, another great Bay Area location. There's a bud break tour on April 10th that, that just sounds beautiful. So you get to break buds? <laughs> I think you get to witness bud break. Those aren't those time. those aren't the buds that they they recently legalized, right? Um, not, no, I think we're talking about vineyards. Okay, okay, <laughs> just want to be clear. Want to be clear. Okay, next. Um, also, Cake Bread Cellars in Napa Valley is having a sustainable wine and vineyard tour throughout the month, and then at oh, hold it, hold it. I just want to say I want to say one thing. Cake Bread makes the most amazing wines, but for most of my adult life before I got into this. I thought that they were in the baking business, cake bread. That's what I thought. It's their name. I can see why you would think that, but no. I, I know, I know. It, 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 it was it was a long bread. time that I believed that, and then it's not. But anyway, their wines are great, but their cakes are so-so. Okay. <laughs> and the last one in, also in Napa Valley that I wanted to mention is at Honig Vineyard and Winery. Also throughout the year, eco tour and tasting, they're right up against the Napa River, a really wonderful location as well. And then if you don't want to pick one and you want to go visit many wineries in a day, there are a number of passport weekends um, in Sonoma County and 
El Dorado County and also in the Santa Cruz Mountains. And again, you're you're able to basically have that passport and go and visit dozens of wineries in each of those locations. Hey, are they doing anything down in the San Inez Valley? Because like you you go to um, some of those towns, you know, like Solvang, and they've got like just gazillion wineries there all next door to each other and you don't have to drive. No? Not on the list? It is right. All of these wine regions, they they tend to have that ability to where there's amazing food available as well yeah. as lots of different wineries to visit. And again, you can find all of these events at discovercaliforniawines.com. There's some other really fun ones I'll just quickly mention. All within that April 22nd to April 24th period, Flying Goat Cellars in Lompoc is having an Earth Day reception. Barra of Mendocino is having something that sounds really fun, Wags and Wines. Can I just say something commercial? I miss Charlie Barra a lot. Oh, yes. Charlie Barra, I think, had more consecutive harvests than I think anybody in California. It's amazing. That's incredible. And his wife took over and she's just a gas man. But they make wonderful (laughs) wines and organic wines. And they're they're just, they're wonderful people. And anyway, I do miss him. But it's been a few years now since he he left us. But anyway, kudos to you guys. this one is actually a fundraiser for the Humane Society. So another really fun one to go where you're doing something good in return. Corbell in Sonoma County is having a as an Earth Day event with music and a self-guided tour. Deloach Vineyards is having an Earth Day celebration with a guided garden tour and dinner. And then there's also the Earth Day Napa Festival where there are lots of different sustainable wines to try and other vendors, food, live entertainment. So really so many fun ways to get out and learn about sustainability as well as enjoying California wine. Wow. That, you didn't, you know, I was bragging about not taking a breath, but you didn't take a breath there. I've never seen you get through the whole list. Never. I always have to cut you short because I talk too much. That was beautiful. That's Taking good. a cue from you, David. All righty. <laughs> hey, listen, so you can find it again online at discovercaliforniawines.com. And you'll discover lots of things on that website, by the way. You want to bookmark that website because they throw out really great recipes on there and tips and things to do. And sometimes they'll post Allison's vacation films and stuff like that. It's just really good. The only thing I'm going to say, we've got to go now, Allison, but not one single wine country hot tub party. Not one. Oh, there are not on the list. I know why. They're saving water. They're saving water. So there's no hot tub parties, but there's plenty of bubbles. I can tell you that. And we're going to say goodbye to the very bubbly Allison Jordan. Allison, thanks for being on. Thanks so much, David. Are you coming to Italy this year? Maybe? I don't have plans to, but if I do, I will certainly let you know. And I want to see your new palace things. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty cool. Okay, listen, we got to go. I know you got to go because you have a, a bunch of people waiting to get your autograph. And that is going to do it. I sure appreciate it, Allison. And uh, see, I told I told everybody, don't worry. I'm going to take care of you guys. It doesn't matter if I'm in Italy. I mean, even if it is like four in the morning here, it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. You're one of my faves. That's going to do it for Grape Encounters. Coming to you from the Abruzzo region of Italy, which is not going to sound that much different than a Tascadero. So that's it. We'll see you next week. Are you following Grape Encounters on social media yet? You're not? Well, you should be. 
It's the best way to hear the latest, juiciest, unfiltered wine stories. It's also the single best way to keep our unpretentious, decidedly different wine conversations going strong. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Grape Encounters. For tons of content on Facebook, you'll want to join our Grape Encounters radio group page. Or if LinkedIn is more your thing, connect with me by typing Grape Encounters Radio or Grape Encounters David in the search bar. Here's the deal. The more you click, the more I'll pour.